0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklavik. everybody, welcome back to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It is Monday, August 3rd as I speak here uh, at mid-morning. We've got kind of a mix to slightly higher trade in the row crop markets. The wheat market is uh, getting beat up pretty good. Remember, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go on whichever podcast app you have, whether it's Apple or Google or Spotify or any of the other podcast apps out there. Uh, Hit that subscribe button so you are made aware when new content is available. If you are seeking some improvement with your grain marketing, uh, certainly check out my subscription service. Go to standardgrain.com, click on Grain Marketing Plan. For $49 a month, you will be made aware of when, how, and specifically, I am pricing corn, soybeans, and wheat throughout the year. That includes my morning email, which goes out every morning at 630 Central Time. It includes a text message service, and uh, you'll know exactly what I'm doing every day of the week. Um, it's a nice service if you're looking for some improvement this year. A couple news items that I wanted to touch on uh, before I get into this uh, charts for dummies conversation. Um, we do have uh, some some pending news here. Next week, we've got a USDA report. This is the August crop production and WASDI report. and There is a pretty strong likelihood that the government will increase its corn yield estimate and that they'll increase their soybean yield estimate. Uh, we've seen a, a Pretty significant improvement in crop ratings. Um, I don't know what they're going to say this afternoon, but I know the trade is looking for another marginal improvement. So, uh, it would not be surprising to see USDA take their corn yield estimates, say up to 180 or even above that. Um, beans, they, they could make a change. They could wait. I'm not sure what they'll do, but based on the crop ratings, it would not be surprising to, uh, see some, some better yield estimates. And we'll see what some of the more well followed private groups have to say later this week. Uh, you know, the, the groups that, that, get a lot of attention. They'll have their stuff out before the report. So we'll see some some yield estimates from some of the private groups here this week. Uh, fund traders still short the corn market for 50 consecutive weeks. This is a record amount of time. They have not been long the corn since August. We've never seen a streak like this uh, in the modern era of record keeping where funds have gone this long without a long position in the market. So as I've discussed before, you know, most of your best marketing opportunities uh, will coincide with a big fund along or some sort of fund along in the market, and we haven't had any good marketing opportunities as of late, and we haven't had a fund along as of late. Uh, there's no coincidence there; they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, the funds are along the soybean market, which is interesting. It's I'd probably make the argument that the bean markets at least given you something to work with here. I mean, we've seen these November uh, soybeans trade above nine dollars on a few different occasions, which is no, you're not going to get rich uh, with those sort of prices, but you may be able to make it work, or some farmers at least may be able to make that work or, or break even at least, which is a lot more than you can say about the corn market. China, still uh, in the headlines. We saw the uh, largest single-day purchase of corn um, from China just last Thursday, and they've made a, a few very large purchases just in the last two or three weeks. So We'd love to see that continue. We've got a really good-looking um uh, new crop export sales book for both corn and soybeans, and that's largely the result of these new Chinese purchases. Um, do they hit the trade deal target? Probably not, but we'd love to see this sort of stuff continue. Uh, certainly. Wheat market trades sharply lower this morning. You know that we've seen kind of a roller coaster with these uh, Black Sea production estimates. Russia, in particular, we saw a bunch of groups take down their production estimates, um, move them lower. Uh, maybe say a month ago, three weeks ago, and then just in the last uh, say ten days, we've seen all the estimates come back up. I guess they they've gotten into harvest and the yields have been better than expected. So I think that that has hurt the wheat market. Some of these Kansas City wheat contracts are uh, approaching contract lows, I believe. We're pretty close, so awfully poor action in the wheat market. The discussion today is called Charting for Dummies, and uh, charts are great. It's great to be able to chart the markets uh, for a number of different reasons, but I feel like charting, uh, just like a lot of things in grain marketing, has become overcomplicated. And if you haven't noticed by now, a theme that you'll hear from me constantly is that a lot of these things, when it comes to grain markets and grain marketing, need to be simplified. A lot of them have become overcomplicated, and I believe that charts and charting uh, falls in to this camp as well. Um, One thing that I really absolutely cannot stand when I listen to the radio or TV is when somebody talks about charts, when they talk about um, moving averages and cycles and all that stuff. When they hear, when I hear them talk about, I can't stand it. So now I'm going to talk about charts for uh, a good, Ten or fifteen minutes, <laughs> we'll see. But I'm going to try to give you a, a, a way to simplify this thing, um, to to take a chart and and use a very simple approach, and and actually use the chart as a grain marketer, um, and and really break down um, all the things that have been overcomplicated. So. I think that there's a lot of terms that you'll hear people on on the radio, on TV uh, talk about, or, or maybe on Twitter, social media, whatever. There are a lot of terms that make this stuff sound a lot more complicated than it is. You'll hear terms like, the moving average, the MACD, stochastics, island tops, island bottoms, gaps, flags, head and shoulders, uh, cycles. That's my, my least favorite one of all cycles. I can't stand that. Everybody has a different cycle, and their cycle low is due 15 days from now, and and I can't stand that stuff. I don't think it does you any good. For a moment, uh, we're going, I'm not saying that all that stuff's bad. It's not, but for a moment, we're just going to forget about all these technical terms. We're going to forget about the moving averages and the cycles and the MACDs and the island tops and the flags, and the, we're going to forget about all that for a moment, and we're going to just kind of give you a way to, to chart the markets and use them for your grain marketing. So first thing you got to do is just get a chart of any given commodity, and I'm going to give you some instructions here. There's basically five steps. Um, you really shouldn't be paying for charts or for software or for data. Um, this stuff's gotten really expensive. The exchanges uh, charge a lot of money for it. So I think that delayed quotes and delayed charts are just fine. They're only delayed by 15 minutes. It's it's not a make or break deal for, for probably all of you out there. But um, the first step, go to uh, bar barchart.com, B-A-R-C-H-A-R-T.com, barchart.com. That's a great free resource um, that you can use and you can bookmark it and you can find charts of any commodities. So when you go to barchart.com, at the top of the page, there's a drop down menu. It says select commodity and that's your second step. Go to that. So I'm on barchart.com right now. I'm going to go to select commodity and the first uh, thing actually, the first grouping that pops up is grains and oil seeds. So I'm going to click on corn and it's going to take me to a page where it lists um, all of the uh, corn contracts that are being traded. And, uh, just for this example, we're going to look at December 20 corn. So I think it's the third one down. Uh, you're going to see it's, it's, it's in blue text. It says zcz 20. And then in parentheses, it says D 20. We're going to click on that. And then it's going to bring up, um, another page. It's going to say corn D 20, and you're going to have this little chart kind of on the, on the right side on that little chart on the right side click on full chart and then that's going to bring you to a full daily chart of december corn that goes back um 6 months I believe is is the default and that's going to basically without any indicators or anything on it or there there may be one at the bottom but don't pay pay any attention to that just look at the bars and it's going to tell you where the market's been and i think that that is the the most important thing when it comes to charting is just knowing the, the chart's ability to tell you where a market or a specific contract has been. And that, in my opinion, is a great way to identify targets uh, for your grain marketing. So when I look at this December corn chart, there are some pretty obvious, um, high watermarks that we've posted, um, in the last six months. The most obvious one would be this recent high from early July where December corn traded up two. And when you put your mouse on that, when you put your, uh, pointer on the chart, it's going to give you, a uh, these, this crosshair looking thing and you'll be able to put it on any one of the bars. And then on the top, it'll tell you what the high print is and what the low print was that day, the open and, and the high, low close, that'll, all that stuff. You will see that on, um, July was it the July second, December corn topped at three sixty three, and we topped at three sixty three on July first as well. So just without any sort of studies or indicators or anything, I can pull up this December corn chart, and that is a very obvious peak that sticks out to me. And as a grain marketer, I'd probably look at that and say, you know what, that may be a good target to have some orders in, maybe just below those levels. You know, if we get back up into that, say low three sixties, uh, where we peaked last time around, maybe that's not a bad place to, uh, have some orders working or to increase sales, uh, that sort of thing. And you can go back even further and say, okay, where was our, our high at or high watermark before that? And for that, you got to go all the way back to say maybe that early March high, where we got up to, uh, about 386 or 387 on March third and fourth in the December corn contract, and maybe that's that's kind of wishful thinking at this point. But just looking at the chart, I might look at that and say, okay, that's another time where um, we we had a, a brief rally and, and we peaked at that level. So maybe that's another level that uh, I'd be interested in in doing some marketing if we approach that sort of level. And you can kind of take this approach with any commodity. You know, if I go back to that select commodity page and I go to soybeans, for example. And then it lists me all the soybean contracts, um, and I click on November twenty beans, and again go to that full chart view. Um, you know, the thing that sticks out to me would be that high from uh, early July, July seventh, November beans topped at uh, what nine oh was it nine oh nine twelve nine twelve and a half was the high from July sixth, and that's that's the most recent you know, kind of high watermark or, or peak and then peak prior to a sell-off. So I would probably look at that and say that kind of sticks out to me as being a level that, you know, we, we went up, we traded there, and then we very quickly reverted lower. Maybe that's some sort of grain marketing target. And then before that, you know, you go back to some of these highs from, um, from maybe that February time window, which I, I know is a long way back, but we talked about 925, I think on February 18th, maybe somewhere in there would be another uh, example of of a place that you may be interested in in looking at for some marketing. So I think that really it can be as simple as that when it comes to grain marketing. I think you could just use your charts to identify some previous highs, some previous high watermarks in a given contract and um, use those high watermarks as places to put in target orders or sell orders or, or just alerts um, so that if we hit that sort of level, you know that, hey, we topped here you know, a few months ago and I wish I would have sold some when it got there last time and here's my opportunity to do it again. I think that that is can be very, very useful. Uh, so I think that it, in its most basic form, just the blank chart without any sort of studies or anything like that can be really good. Um, I'm gonna give you one simple study that I think you can use that that could help you out a little bit. And uh, to add a study on these bar chart charts. Um, so again, you'll, I'll start fresh. We'll go to corn under the select commodity tab on bar chart and then we'll go to December corn and uh, we'll click on full chart on that chart to get us into the full chart uh, mode here. And then um, there's a, on the top of the chart, there's a box that says study. Click on that and um, go all the way down to the bottom. There is one that says stochastic slow, and uh, that's spelled S-T-O-C-H-A-S-T-I-C, comma slow, stochastic slow. Click on that, and then a button will pop up, click add. Add. And at the bottom of the chart, you're going to see a bunch of squiggly lines, and this is actually a, a nice little indicator to have in your back pocket. Um, you'll notice that when these these lines that go up and down, when they when they get above that that top line there. That's kind of like what we'd call overbought territory. And a lot of analysts and people in, in grain marketing and traders in general will look for overbought markets to either sell cash grain or maybe sell a stock or make make a sell decision. And on the flip side, when the market becomes oversold, which is where we're at right now in December corn, when those uh, two lines get below that lower Line down to some the low extremes. That's a lot of times where people will make buy decisions. Like end users might use that and say, okay, the market's oversold. I'm going to lock up some corn needs, or maybe uh, Amazon stock is oversold, or whatever your instrument is. It doesn't really matter. These these indicators are 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 uh, they can go across any any sort of financial instrument maybe a, a particular stock is oversold this is where I'm interested in buying it because we're oversold. Uh, that's a, a nice little indicator if you're looking for something to kind of guide you. you know if you were to use this and and sell when the market gets o- overbought, that's not a terrible strategy. Uh, the problem with it is that in in these sort of markets, you can go a long time without getting into an overbought market i mean the this whole time frame from that i'm looking at on my chart from early february all the way through early june we didn't we weren't overbought at all so you went with you went several months without a marketing opportunity if you were only following that little study. So it's not the only thing you should follow, but if you're looking for one little tool to use, um, throw that one in your back pocket. That would be probably the first place that I would start in regard to charting tools. There's a lot of different ones that are like that. There's relative strength index. There's different sort of what we call oscillators. You, I really don't think you need to get overly involved in that stuff. If you want to become a uh, you know proficient with charts by all means start reading up on it there's a, a ton of resources on the internet where you could go through and get a get a glossary of different charting terms and what they mean and and what they're supposed to project but the charts aren't always right you know chart chart indicators are not always correct but I think the most important take home here is, is that you can pull up these charts, just a blank chart and anybody can do it. It's free of charge. You can go on bar chart.com. Like I said, follow those instructions I gave you and just look for some peaks in the market and look at, at where those price peaks were. And I think that you can kind of backtrack and say, you know what? I wish I sold some some corn when we rallied to 360 and now we're back to 328 and I don't like it. So if it gets to 360 again, I regretted not selling it last time. Maybe this time I'll sell some. That's kind of, of I think, the mindset you can use and, and you can also use it just to try to identify previous peaks in the market because a lot of times, you know, the market will go up and test some of those previous peaks, maybe exceed it or maybe not quite reach it and then back off again. So it, it's it's really nice to know where we've been um, when you're making those sort of decisions. If you have additional questions on charting or on the process of of pulling up charts, or it's even some of the more complicated stuff I understand all of it I just I don't think it's necessary for most of you out there um, I, I think that this really basic approach of just looking at a blank chart looking at some of the previous peaks and valleys I think that can be really helpful but if you if you do have questions about any of it shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. I could recommend some other resources for you um, if you're looking to get a little bit more uh, deeply involved in charting but again I don't know that it's completely necessary for you as a grain marketer to to know all the ins and outs of charting and the studies and the terms, I think that you just have to be able to look at a chart and say, you know, here's a peak, here's a valley, here's a peak, here's a valley. Um, What do I do with with those sort of, of items and how do I handle it? I hope that was useful to you. I know that that was a very remedial um, kind of summary of of charts, and and a lot of you may be beyond that. But for those of you who aren't, if if you're just getting started with this stuff, where you're looking to add a new resource, um, I think that uh, that could be useful to you. You know, start looking at these charts, and you don't have to look at them every day. But if you pull up a, a DSCORN chart once a week, and you get uh, start to get a feel for where we've been, um, maybe it'll help you out with some of your decision making. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. I'll be back with something later this week. Remember, if you are looking for some improvement with your grain marketing. If you want to know really what I'm doing uh, every day of the week throughout the year with with corn, soybeans, and wheat, uh, go to standardgrain.com, click on grain marketing plan, uh, take a look at that subscription service, 49 bucks a month, bill to your credit card, no acreage fee, no other fees. You don't have to be a futures or options trader. Uh, Check that out. I'd love to hear from you. Everyone have a great week. Uh, We'll catch you later.